is no dharma that is better than the other there is no dharma there is on a greater hierarchical scale like everyone has a role to play and when everyone plays their role perfectly we can live so harmoniously because everyone's doing what they're meant to be doing and i feel like certain roles are definitely glorified Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma, a safe and sacred space where we dive into juicy, nourishing topics related to our soul's evolution. To inspire you to do your dharma, I share with you the inspiring stories of souls from around the world who had the courage to follow their own inner calling, and so can you. Namaste, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another solo episode of Doing It For The Dharma. It's beautiful to be in this space with you again. And before we dive in, I just invite you to just take a moment to pause with whatever you're doing, whether cooking, walking, sitting, making love, (laughs) whatever you're doing, just pausing for a moment lengthening your spine, relaxing your shoulders, drawing your crown of the head high and just taking a moment just to connect to your natural breath flow, tuning into any subtle sensations that you feel with the rise and fall perhaps of your diaphragm. And just using this time to connect to your breath, just to connect to how you're feeling right now. How's your heart feeling? And we're just listening through the lens of compassion, observing without trying to change anything or judge or evaluate. And then just gently exhaling wherever you are. We'll take a deep breath in through the nose and a nice big sigh out through the mouth. (sighs) Just allowing us to really nestle into this beautiful present moment that we're able to cultivate with full breath awareness. So I hope you enjoyed entering into this space with me and that little grounding practice for me being able to just really take some time in the mornings and and connect my breath has been really, really life-changing recently. So maybe if some of you guys listened to some previous episodes, you would know that, yeah, for a good three months, um, I was really, really unwell, having some health problems. And then I recently had an astrology reading with an amazing lady called Amanda. And we're going to get her on the show in a few weeks, hopefully, when she's free. And based on my chart reading, she shared that I have Saturn in Pisces. I don't really know what that means. I'm not an astrologer. But the way she broke it down was that kind of like advanced souls have Saturn in Pisces. And it's not an easy placement. And essentially... Saturn is structure and boundaries and then limitations and Pisces can be 
this really, really deep transformational spiritual sign where they they go so, so deep and they transcend consciousness. It's very related to spirituality and religion. But then on the flip side of that, on the shadow side, they can go really deep into, into depression and, and darker states of consciousness. So what she shared with me was that a sadhana practice, sadhana meaning spiritual practice, for me with Saturn and Pisces is not optional. If I don't have my sadhana, if I don't have my morning practices that help to keep me in alignment, then I am vulnerable or susceptible to health problems and issues such as depression, which I think is so, so interesting because for these three months that I was really unwell, I wasn't doing my sadhana practices, at least not as religiously as before. And I was really, really unwell and I was not recovering. And it made me think, wow, was that perhaps a little bit of a tie-in together where because I wasn't doing my sadhana, I was remaining sick, which I thought was fascinating. So yeah, Amanda really, really inspired me to get the ball rolling on my sadhana. Even when I had my session, I was still unwell. And she saw in my chart that I was going through like this dense psychic surgery in the underworld for months just because of all my astrological placements but she was like August September you're gonna come out of that and I really really feel I have which I'm so grateful for because it was a pretty rough time um so yeah we've been Alex and I went away camping for his 30th birthday and um yeah whilst we were away we were kind of like doing some tarot readings and reviewing his life and thinking about what changes he'd like to make for his 30th year and um yeah just both came up for us again that we really wanted to to get back on it with our sadhanas get back on it starting the day super early waking up at six and we dive straight into qigong and then we do 20 minutes of abs and then alex goes for a run and i do yoga and then i journal and it's such a beautiful way to start the day and we've had added in some other little things too like we try and keep breakfast light we have a nice hearty lunch and try and keep dinner nice and light and then we go for an evening walk and just making sure we stay super hydrated and just adding in these really really healthy little practices that yeah we try and make essential to do every single day and I really feel like that set us into such a beautiful rhythm has helped us to bring ourselves into more alignment and helped us to be in more alignment with one another too so I just recommend like at home like if you do feel like you're a little stuck or if you are in like a little bit of a funk or whatever's going on like it's always just so healthy just to just to have a little reflect on okay where in your life could you be adding in some more practices like where can you make some extra time that'll help to just ground you into the present a little bit more that will help you to come home to yourself a little bit more because what we don't want is to be waking up checking our phone straight away checking social media checking emails eating breakfast while we're on the phone and there's just like there's no space to really enter in and, and honor the new day and um yeah I think it's so important because how we start anything is the energy that we bring into the rest of that day or the rest of that project so um, yeah I just highly recommend um just taking that little bit of time for you in the morning eat a really nourishing light breakfast or a big one if you have a big day not you know eating with any distractions any phone or emails or whatever it is just trying to stay present with each and every action 
and just allow that flow to continue because it will once you once you put yourself on that beautiful wave and um yeah so this this camping trip for us was really really uh of course a big shift in just reviewing our lives and thinking about all that we've achieved here we've done all that we set out to do in terms of coming into this new town and and merging with the conscious community here building more conscious tribes doing our moon ceremonies and offering so much and teaching so many classes and we're just kind of reviewing everything and it's been so beautiful but yeah we feel some changes that are being going to be coming up soon but I'll share that with you guys a little closer to the time as everything all unfolds um but yeah it was really really special just to get away go into the mountains go be in nature and just disconnect and we had the campground to ourselves. it was private so just like naked the whole time and dancing there was a big fresh mango tree and we go pick these mangoes and we just eat fruit and yeah it was really really magical i really really enjoyed it so um Anyway, that's enough about me for now, but I'd love to mention that on Monday, the 6th of September, it will be the new moon in Virgo, and I know it's been a little while since I've offered online ceremonies, but now I feel like I have the energy and the space in my life, so I will be offering a Wild Woman Project online new moon sacred sister circle It'll take place in the evening on Monday for those who are in the UK and Europe time zones. I believe it will be 6 p.m. UK, 7 p.m. Berlin time zone, 1 p.m. if you're on the US time zone. Um, But yeah, you can have a little look on my website, look at the details. It will be over Zoom. Um, So I'm pretty sure it's very easy just to join Zoom even without an account. And you'll just need a journal, a pen, a candle, and just make sure you have some headphones or earphones with a built-in mic. And yeah, it'll just be beautiful to share some sacred rituals with you that have really made a difference in my life and just to connect in beautiful sisterhood with goddesses from all over the globe and just a beautiful way to really honor this new moon, sow in our new seeds of intentions of what it is we'd like to blossom into our realities over this next lunar cycle that is coming up. So I'm really, really excited to be in that space with you. And if you can't make any of those times, I can also send you a um, recording of the ceremony so you can still take part as well so have a little look at that on my website if that resonates so this episode i'm going to be answering some of the questions that you guys left me on my instagram story um some beautiful questions and the first one is a very very big question which i feel like could be a whole episode within itself Um, but this question is how do you know what your life purpose is And I feel like, wow, this is probably something that we've all asked ourselves at one point or maybe are asking ourselves right now. And I feel like, yeah, life purpose, it can be a little bit daunting sometimes, right? Especially if we don't know. We're like, well, what is it that I'm here to do? Do I have a life purpose? I would say, yes, I feel that every single being on earth has a purpose, has a dharma. 
And dharma can be looked at in many, many different lenses um, throughout the yogic philosophy, throughout Buddhism, throughout Hinduism, and they all kind of cross over. But what resonates with me is that life purpose encompasses something that we're supposed to be doing on this earth that is in service of others. So... It, yes, I'm sure like most of the time it will benefit us as well, but I would see the key here of being able to serve other people with what you are doing, with the actions that you're taking. And I don't feel like it has to be this extreme huge purpose of like feeding millions around the world and changing the lives of hundreds of people. Like sometimes... Maybe our dharma is just to be of service to one particular person in this lifetime or a whole group or maybe it's thousands, who knows. But the key point being is we're helping another being or somebody else, um, which is really, really beautiful actually because when we think about it, like we do live in a world where we are so heavily interdependent upon one another. We can't function without other people. We may like to think we can, but you know, as human beings, we're social creatures and we need the skills and talents and gifts of others so that we can just live even just our normal lives, you know, like even buying food from the supermarket, we needed those farmers to grow the food we needed the the extra companies who maybe distribute those food we needed the cash registers to be able to sell us the food you know it's just like all such a beautiful web of deep connections that ultimately we all need one another so yeah i think that's really really beautiful so from that sense i feel that dharma sometimes a life purpose could be just even just to be a good person to smile at strangers on the street to hold space for others who need it to provide delicious and healthy meals for your family whatever it is i feel like there's so many ways in which our life purpose can be threaded into our realities and i know the question here is how do you know what your life purpose is and I feel like our life purpose is a deep, deep part of our souls. Like I feel like at the deepest level, we all know what our purpose is. It just may be a little bit um, difficult to access through perhaps layers of conditioning or layers of society's expectations or layers of guilt or shame or whatever it might be that may be blocking us from from truly accessing the truth that is that is deep inside of us it's literally a part of our core it's a part of our being and i feel like there's really beautiful clues to access what our purpose is and i feel like some of those clues are what are the things that light you up like what are the things that you love to do even if you weren't getting paid, like you just feel so, so passionate about it. I feel like that's a little clue. And then what are the things that you are naturally so good at? Like some people may find it really, really difficult and you haven't even been officially trained in whatever it is, but you're just so, so good. Like it's so easy. It comes so naturally to you. You can make a little list of these areas and I feel like that could have some little insights and windows into what your life purpose is. 
other areas to look at could be, okay, in what ways am I really effective at helping other people? Like, where do I feel most passionate about helping others? Um, so if I were to answer those questions, what am I really, really passionate about? I'm really, really passionate about empowering women, empowering and honoring our sacred sexuality and tantra. What am I really, really good at? Um, without, you know, what skills do I have without necessarily actively trying to learn them? I'm very, very good at connecting a lot of different people together, like creating beautiful webs of connections. I'm very, very good at technology. So I'm, I just find it so easy to like, you know, I built my whole website and everything. And my partner, Alex, just struggles with like the most basic things. I'm like, how don't you know this? <laughs> like even some things on, on, on the iPhone, he just has no idea how to do it. I'm like, how do you not know this? But it just comes so naturally to me. And then in what way do I help people? I feel that um, without even intentionally doing so, I've helped a lot of women feel more confident within themselves, feel more empowered within their goddess energy. And of course, this is what my line of work is about. But even like on a friendship level, like I've had so many sisters come to me and be like, wow, like you've helped me in ways you don't even know. Like, and I feel like when I, when I, okay, when I combine all of these areas, like female empowerment, helping others embracing sacred sexuality connecting people using you know online methods I feel like okay so based on these skills and answers and passions I feel like my life purpose is geared towards empowering the divine feminine energy and empowering women into coming home to the true goddess within themselves and really knowing that they're so worthy of love and self-love they're so worthy of having beautiful sexual experiences so worthy of living the lives that they deserve to live and I feel like I'm able to come to that understanding through answering some of these questions so you could have a little bit of a journal okay where where do my passions lie what skills do I have that come very naturally to me and then where do I find myself helping others the most and maybe from there you could draw some ties draw some ideas of yeah what areas stand out for you in this life and I really see life purpose as an ever-evolving process I don't think we just have one life purpose as we are multi-dimensional beings of course then the unfolding of our dharma is multi-dimensional and I feel like our purpose can be different at different stages within our lives so for example at a certain age your purpose might be to acquire these certain skills to work in perhaps some jobs you don't really resonate with because from that work you want to gain the skills you need for a different life well a life purpose that is linked later down the line that then helps you to carry on these skills and help a large community of people or whatever it might be so yeah I feel like this is a really dense and tricky topic because there's just so many layers and so many strands to everything um so yeah, how do you know what your life purpose is? You already know, and it's just about peeling back all of the layers that hold you back from that knowing. So how can we peel back the layers of holding back from the knowing of our 
our deepest truth, our satya, truthfulness. And I feel like we can peel back these layers through sadhana, which I mentioned at the beginning is spiritual practice. So creating and clearing the space in your life to come into stillness, to come into presence, to have some time to really connect with yourself. And only, only when we create that time and space, we're able to hear those almost silent whispers of our intuition that very, very softly guide us. So a sadhana practice will look different for everybody. Again, depending on what their needs are. For some people, it may be yoga, it may be journaling, it may be playing music, it may be playing sport, it may be dancing, it may be swimming in the ocean. Whatever it is that helps you to connect to yourself, helps you to connect to spirit, allows you to enter into either that beautiful flow or meditative space is what will help you to discern your truth. Um, so yeah, if you can take some time just to see where in your schedule you have a little bit of extra space, maybe in the morning, maybe before bed, just to really come home to yourself. I feel like through cultivating these practices, we're able to create a greater sense of self-awareness, which then internally we can ask ourselves these questions, you know, where do my dharmic threads lie? Where, where are the areas that I'm so drawn to that even if my parents say I shouldn't do it, even if society doesn't agree but I'm my soul wants to go there like it needs to go there it's almost like I don't have a choice in the matter and um yeah for me that really is that is the path that I'm living on right now like you know I I guess I'm very fortunate to have had a good understanding of my life purpose at a younger age and that's neither good or bad, that's just the, how it unfolded for me, but from that, I was able to take action very young, so I was like, okay, as soon as I finish my degree, that's it, no more bullshit, no more doing the shit I don't want to be doing, I was waitressing since um, I was quite young, I think I started when I was 14, and I waitressed for like seven or eight years, and there's nothing wrong with waitressing at all, um, it's just it wasn't a part of my dharma and obviously I needed to do it at the time to help me to pay through uni and whatnot but as soon as I had the sovereignty to be like okay I finished my degree I don't need to do this anymore I'm like okay dharma time what is it that my soul truly wants and it wanted to travel it wanted to go learn how to teach yoga it wanted to learn how to hold space and connect with women so yeah I was very fortunate that I was able to take the action straight away and I know it's not always possible to take action straight away, but we can take little steps that help us to get there. I know some people will be locked into like a full-blown career and children and houses and you can't, well, it's very difficult to just drop everything and be like, okay, I'm going to follow my life purpose, which is actually charity work in Africa. You know, there has to be like a strategic way to allow that to unfold, but just knowing that there always is a way because this is a life that you've chosen to come into and it's not wrong that you have a family and career and and uh, a busy life like that's so beautiful like that's what you came into and from that you will have learned 
hard work, dedication, commitment to your children. You've learned so many skills which you can then carry forth with you into the patterns and flows that you feel are adharmically aligned. And I want to say also, sometimes some people's dharma or life purpose is to have children and raise a family and that's so beautiful. Like there is no dharma that is better than the other. There is no dharma that is on a greater hierarchical scale like everyone has a role to play and when everyone plays their role perfectly we can live so harmoniously because everyone's doing what they're meant to be doing and I feel like certain roles are definitely glorified um so for example like actresses and singers and even influence on influencers on social media like these roles are kind of like glorified and worshipped and everybody wants to be one and it's just like if that's not your calling why force it and um in the Gita in uh the Hindu tradition I don't know how to say the full name of that book it's like Baba God Gita I've never been able to say it well so I'll just call it the Gita as the Aussies do <laughs> um when talking about Dharma to Arjuna Krishna says it is better to do your dharma poorly than to do somebody else's dharma well. And by that, I think Krishna is trying to say that do your own dharma even if you're not going to do a good job at it. And I don't believe you can't do a bad job at your dharma. I don't think that was the point. I just think the point was don't be trying to follow and chase someone else's dreams because that's not why you came here for and I feel like good signs of when we're not in alignment with our dharma and we're maybe trying to flow into someone else's is that we're maybe experiencing stagnancy blockages there's less flow maybe we're having some issues that come up financially that are preventing us from doing this thing we think we want to do um, but actually isn't alignment for us so just like a disruption of flow like stagnant energy I would say is a really good sign we're not you know seeking the path of our true dharma but I feel like when we are in flow of what it is that we truly want at the soul level and we know deep deep down we know where our passions lead us to even if our dharma isn't necessarily monetary like our passions still take us there and that doesn't make it oh it's not your life purpose because you can't make money from it like you know maybe your life purpose is to is to do your passion maybe it's to create pottery and maybe you love it and this is such beautiful beautiful pottery you're creating which is then going home and like making other people so happy and creating the space like so magically and like this is really like your role on this planet but then you have like a part-time job on the side that helps you to pay your bills and incomes like you're still doing your dharma like even if you know you're not you're not able to earn income from it and even right now like being on this podcast having this podcast like this isn't something that I earn any money from but I feel so passionate about you know sharing the messages of other inspiring humans and just sharing and speaking my own truth with you guys um I just love it like it really really lights me up and 
as soon as I have the space, I just want to pour all my energy into it and have all of these amazing interviews and, and spend so much time like speaking about amazing topics, not because I feel like, oh, I'm going to get rich off this because I'm, um, I'm not, but I just, it really lights me up and I feel like this is another part of my dharmic thread, you know, to share the stories of others so that others can feel inspired to also fulfill their dharmas, so yeah what I'm kind of saying is that it doesn't need to be like the main thing the main way that you survive in this life as long as you're doing it you know your dharma could be um working at uh, after school club and looking after children because you have a beautiful way of connecting with kids and helping them to remain in their childlike energy and helping them to open up in their confidence like yeah what are your skills what comes through for you um so yeah very very dense and beautiful question and i can also recommend um a really really good book by sahara rose and i believe it's called discovering your dharma and um yeah she has a podcast also the highest self podcast which is awesome i started listening to that back in the day and yeah discovering your dharma is a really beautiful book because she also explains how we can discover our dharma through the lens of ayurveda and the doshas so she briefly goes over like vata pitta kapha the doshas and how each of these constitutions will maybe um discover or you know complete the dharma in a completely different way so vata being the air and ether element pitta being the fire and i believe water element i need to check up on that i'm not 100 percent. but then kapha is earth and water element so that all these constitutions combine of two different elements and um, vata, their dharmas are usually very creative and out there and they come up with all of these ideas and it's just like, you know, very, very projected out of this world, like super like spiritual, like teacher vibes and like these kind of things. And then pitta, like the fire element, like usually their dharma is like to do with like, okay, CEO, boss, ass vibes, like gonna take it to the top, they're very active, like they love to work out, maybe it's incorporated with like working, moving the body, and then kapha, she shares like that earthy, grounding energy, that's just very slow and nurturing, and, and the dharmas are mainly like so linked with holding space for others, taking time to care for other people to nurture them, this is more like the coaching therapist roles there to listen to other people so yeah she breaks it down a lot better than I just did um but yeah if you're interested that's a that's a book I can recommend to um help you just dive into that question a little bit more help you to sink your teeth into it a little deeper um so the next question I have here thing you are most grateful for right now when you read this mm, that is a beautiful question i think that gratitude is so so important for our spiritual well-being it's a it's an integral part of the vibration of love and i think when we bring ourselves into the space of gratitude we we allow other areas you know we invite in more things 
in our lives to be grateful for and I think it's such an important practice to keep coming back to over and over again so thank you so much for asking this beautiful question and honestly right now I am most grateful for the practices that I do have that have guided me to just keep returning back into alignment with myself and with my spirit and you know these practices being yoga being breath work being healthy open loving communication holding space and meditation journaling taking time just to really pause and reflect like i feel like yeah without these practices i would not be in the space i'm in now and i feel like you know at the times I have been in darker places in life or things have been going on I haven't had these practices so right now I'm in a really beautiful flow so yeah I feel really really grateful for my sadhana I feel really grateful for the ancient teachings that I've been able to dip my toes into and yeah just to continue learning continue growing like I think is so amazing we live in an age where information is so accessible and so available to us and we can learn at the tips of our fingers from the comfort of our own home anywhere in the world and um yeah that's a really big big blessing and i guess a part of the aquarian age right which is all about yeah tapping into technology to create community to learn to grow evolve to kind of break down these more societal structures and come more into a harmonious state of being and i feel like yeah, when we can learn about these ancient teachings, that really helps us to do so. Um, what is my biggest fear at the moment? Mm, another beautiful question. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of fear present in the world. And I feel like that fear just keeps growing and growing. And I feel like there's always going to be quote-unquote reasons to be in fear and I kind of feel like the media wants us to be in a state of fear and panic because you know ultimately we are a lot easier to control when we're scared we're a lot easier to submit and agree to things that perhaps may not be actually in the highest alignment for us because we're scared so we give away our power we become disempowered beings and it's really heartbreaking to see these patterns play out in the world over and over again fear 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 projected everywhere and that takes us directly away from the vibration of love because we cannot be in love and simultaneously be in the vibration of fear they are on opposite ends of the scale so I guess my biggest fear <laughs> is the whole world just remaining in this state of fear and not being able to come back to the space of love or not being able to return to a space of love. I think that's probably, yeah, what scares me right now is just seeing so many people just submit and give in and give away their power to you know people who don't actually have your highest interest at heart but um i know that's a really really heavy and dense 
topic as well so I don't really want to go deep into that but yeah biggest fear is that the world remains in fear (laughs) and I really really hope that you know we are able to shift out of that vibration and just come back home to the truth within ourselves because if we can do that if we can all come home to love then you know there's a lot of people like being home in love and then that will just spread throughout the collective but you know it's a lot easier said than done and I feel like having tribe around you who vibrates at that frequency is what is what really really helps me to stay within that frequency because if I was like back home for example I know there are a lot of family members I have who are in fear and just I don't know how easy it would be to be home right now I say home even though I haven't lived there for like several years like eight years or something it would be it would be very challenging right now to to be in that environment and just vibrate from this space of love so yeah it is very tricky when uh, a lot of the world is is within that fear space at the moment so if you are able to surround yourself with tribe or people who decide to live from the heart even if it's online community and not people who are just physically around you I think that could be really really beneficial for everybody's well-beings if that resonates and just a final little question sweet sweet Ellie she said why are you so beautiful (laughs) that's very sweet I would say because you are so beautiful Ellie and the beauty that we see in others is merely a reflection of the beauty that we have within ourselves so thank you sister for recognizing your own beauty and seeing that reflected in me that's a very very big blessing indeed um so those were just the little questions i had i posted this pretty late last night and um it's just the morning now so maybe there'll be some more questions that come through but i can answer them in another episode and um yeah i do have a lot of beautiful interviews lined up i have reached out to so many different people and all from all different walks of life lots of different characters just really really interesting stories to share and people who are you know connected to certain modalities who can help us learn a little more about certain areas as well so um yeah i felt really really excited to share these upcoming interviews with you thank you so much for taking this time and space to tune in to connect if you do feel called to join our sacred sister new moon circle check it out on my website and i also have just one more space open for my goddess empowerment mentoring it's a 12-week journey with me where we dive into all different sorts of modalities such as yogic philosophy meditation breath work journaling we journey through the chakras where we work on areas such as sacred sexuality connecting more to your dharma and just connecting to self-love and any of the areas that you feel that you'd like to explore and really work on i'm just here to hold that space and to ask you the right questions to make you realize these answers for yourself because ultimately they are already inside of you 
like I said, we just need to peel back those layers to access those answers that are waiting to be received as soon as we're quiet enough to just listen. <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I send you so much loving energy, and I look forward to being back with you soon.